0: Hey y'all, it's me again, Bonnie Violet. I just wanted to take a second and thank my Patreon members. Patreon members are folks who contribute on a monthly basis anywhere from $3 to $150 a month to support the work of a queer chaplain. Big shout out to Victoria Thompson, Jason Brandt, Brandon Stanton, Kim Silva, Brandy McCarg, Randy Sandknot, Bob Kaiser, Joey Huckmeister, Violet Rhiannon, Gabriel, Jonathan, and Patrick, and Todd Atkins-Whitley. Thank you so much for your continued contributions. And if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just check the link in the description. Go to patreon.com forward slash Bonnie Violet. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.
1: Good morning, Lacers. Bonnie Violet here, a queer chaplain. Doing my daily live, today is number 10 of Lacing Your Narrative with the Spiritual thread. This week, we are thinking on the thought, when did your understanding of religion or spirituality change? Um, And today, I figured I would talk a little bit about, yesterday I was sharing the last couple days i was kind of thinking and just kind of looking at how religion kind of the process of leaving religion and losing religion and how traumatic and challenging that was if i I thought maybe well i wonder if i would have been better off just not even been introduced to religion to begin with like would have i been better to not have to go through that trauma or that loss but i would say in losing my religion if you will um a lot of really great things came from it um i think that i was able to well one i had to i had to um i had to find new things to do and new places to go and people to hang out with which i think was a really good thing for me um I had always been a very uptight, um, kind of like goody two shoes, Mr. Perfect, like really just always wanted to, I was really into the the Christianity and the belief in the religion or the idea of being, like doing everything right. And in doing everything right, nothing could be fun. Um, and that's like a very general statement, but I would say for the most part I was pretty Uptight, um, especially in certain situations and scenarios. If I was with really close friends, I could loosen up a little bit. Um, but for the most part, I was so stuck in being in some sort certain, certain role or being some certain way that I don't think I really let myself just be. Um, when I had to leave, or when I left religion, you know, that's for me when you know because of the HIV diagnosis and everything that was so intense, you know was a lot for me to, to I guess, deal with. Um, I had, It felt extreme loss. Like I was scared of dying, but I was also like, I was gonna be like, I don't know, I just worked so hard and did all these sorts of things so that I could kind of go on and be something more for myself and for my family. Because for whatever reason, I seem to have a little bit more opportunity and a little bit more of a trajectory to where potentially I could maybe get us out of poverty or I always wanted to be an architect and I always wanted to build my parents a home one day cause we grew up in trailers and, um, and it really seemed like I could have done that. Um, and when I got my HIV diagnosis, it was like a, a big slap in the face of like that stuff's not gonna happen you're gonna die and you're not gonna be able to do any of those sorts of things. And there was definitely a lot of like, I felt extremely responsible for messing things up. I made a horrible decision one time and I got infected with HIV and it was gonna destroy my whole life and destroy all my dreams and destroy all the dreams my family had for me. And um, it was a very, devastating blow, Um, and it was a really hard thing for me to really handle. And then when religion, the church wasn't a place I could land in and be held in anymore, um, I had to turn to something else, and I turned to drugs um, and alcohol almost immediately. Um, And I would say it was, in a lot of ways, my saving grace. It allowed me to loosen up a little bit. It allowed me to be social. It allowed me to just be with, like, just be in the world a little bit more. Bobby Friday says, damaged good mentality for me. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I definitely felt that way. I felt like. I was toxic. Felt like I could harm other people. I just felt like I had lost so much, and um, the the party scene, the queer scene, you know, that was a big part of me too. It's like I hadn't even, I hadn't even really been gay yet, or been like queer yet. Like my HIV status pushed me out of the closet, so to speak, and pushed me into this world of that I didn't know, you know, and it was a world that was supposed to be like fun and and uh lots of sex, maybe, or just like not even that, but you know, those were like the ideas. But you know, I'd never really explored, I'd never dated, I'd never really found love or you know, things like that. So um, and with having HIV, I just felt like, yeah, I was damaged goods and I was I didn't have anything to offer and nobody would want to be with me. And if they were with me, I would harm them or I would kill them, you know. And um, that was a lot, it's a lot for me to kind of, um, grapple with. And so drinking, drugs in particular, like ecstasy, were all things that helped me feel good and helped me be okay with the failure, the loss of life that, um, I saw coming and just the, the loss of the dreams and all that. And, um... I was trying to find a way to be like okay with this idea of being introduced to religion that eventually harmed me um at a younger age um especially if I'm not necessarily with it today um and you know I'm I love I can genuinely say that I love like who I am today and I love who I've become and a lot of who and how I am is because of what my life experience is and has been. Um, And for whatever reason, it's unfolded in a way that um, that I'm just fairly happy with, um, really happy with overall. Um, Do I? Yeah, I just don't think it does me a lot of (laughs) a lot of good to kind of like focus on if things would have been different um, because they weren't and that's okay. Um, But I think if I would have maybe stayed in in religion, found a way to stay there, I wonder how happy I would have been or how much life I would have experienced and how like, I just would have missed out on so much. I think so many different people, different experiences. I mean, I'm just trying to think of if, like, if I just stayed in my religion my whole life, what that would look like, and I'd be very discontent. I probably would be, yeah, I just, it's so hard for me to even like think about what that would look like or what I would look like. And I would have to, contort and lie and deceive and just i would have to be so like (laughs) anti-myself to be in a religion in the way that i had saw it back at that time and that's not to say that i couldn't be in religion differently now and be authentic and bring all of who i am and um live honestly um So that's kind of where I'm at, like in thinking of like, how can I, um, I don't know, it's so weird too, because I feel like, yeah, it just doesn't do me any good really to focus on what if things were different? Because if I kind of look back over my life, I can see how like, it made so much sense for me. Me probably growing in church, growing up in church and spending a lot of time in church in my youth probably allowed me to not explore and expand and express myself in ways that could have been dangerous or harmful for me back home, you know? And because of that, I then was able to get to um, Arizona. And even honestly, like me getting HIV. Um, caused me to, I mean, I've traveled all over the country and I've spoken on college campuses, like you know, Duke University and all over the country. And I've been in magazines and on television and in documentaries, and I've done all these sorts of things. And a lot of that was centered around my HIV status. Um, and, and doing those things are like fluff or whatever, but there's experience that happens with that, that I don't know that a little, You know, a trailer house kid um, would have had that opportunity otherwise, you know? Um, I think those are ways for me to kind of look at the the brighter spots of my life experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I have been able to travel around the country. I've been able to live in different cities. I've been able to meet so many different people of so much different experience than my own. And um, that has allowed me to see the world a lot differently. And in a world a world that it's hard to see because it's kind of like it's there's a lot of not great things about the world that I can see now that I didn't see before, but I would much rather see that than be ignorant or naive or blind to to seeing the full truth of what the world is. And in that truth and in that diversity and that messiness if you will that um, um, there's so much more beauty there's so much more hope and to some degree there's so much more urgency and a need to to find ways to be with with one another better all people um, And so I'm just, Yeah, this morning I was a little like, I don't know how this was gonna go, Um, but I really wanted to try to, again, you know, we're trying to lace our narrative and find a deeper truth to it. Not, not, Not changing the facts, if you will, but just coming to see more of the truth. And I think the more that we can see a fuller picture, Um, the less of a victim I am to my story and my life and my experience, because I can see, or at least have a little bit more of an understanding that these things happen to me or whatever, but not because of like one person's one, I don't know. It's just like, I could beat, beat up on myself and say, you were such a whatever because you got infected with HIV as a teenager and that, you know, was going to destroy your life. Um, And I could, and I was mad at myself and I was angry at myself and I didn't really give myself grace or compassion or understanding to realize that I didn't know any different and I couldn't do any different. And that's just what became part of my experience not because i was a bad person or a horrible person or a stupid person or um like unworthy or like you know like i wasn't too good for it either um i'm gonna some folks have been saying some things. sorry her dean says morning bonnie violet speaking your truth is not fluff Hi, um, is it Costa Maria, Catholic worker? Uh, I've loved um, been seeing you kind of follow some new stuff. I'm great! I'm glad that you're part of this journey with me. And Hardeen says, "Yes, I love that you are not letting others define your narrative." Well, yeah, I mean, I've let plenty of people define my narrative, um, and it's just not—it's not true, and it doesn't land on me well. So I got to find a way to 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 write it myself um, and I want to write it in a way that's that's true. I never realized how much, and I don't think, I think most people would probably look at my life and have followed me over the years and never would have thought that me. I mean, maybe people could see me better, <laughs> but my goal was not to be like seen as a victim of circumstance, but to be kind of like a survivor or somebody who like was, still doing awesome anyway um, because I think that's what we have to do. I mean, that's what we're told to do kind of like, that's how we make it. Um, But deep down inside, I was still kind of seeing myself as a victim and I didn't realize how much of that was still like dictating everything that I did in my life. And it caused me to not be honest a lot of the times um, in the sense of like, Um, being around people or in situations or jobs that I didn't like or in positions or, um, because I felt like, you know, like for so long I was trying to make up for my, my mistakes, if you will. You know, somehow I had to earn, earn, I had to make up for, um, what I wasn't worthy, um is I never felt worthy enough. I never felt like I had the value that I believe we all have. I believe we all have the same value and we all have the same worth regardless of what we do. That's what grace is. That's why grace is my higher power concept. It's something that I want to experience. It's something that I believe is real and the truth of it all but I still struggle with living in the world as if that is the truth. So that's what it is that I seek to. I try to think of like, if I was experiencing grace in this moment, if I was gifted grace, if I could gift grace in this moment, if I could approach the situation and in these individuals as if we all have the same intrinsic value and worth, what would that be like? Um, But most of my life I've walked around thinking I was less than, and that somehow I had to prove, and that you all saw that, and I had to prove to you that I wasn't. And so I worked so hard at trying to get you to see that I wasn't, that I was worth it, even though I didn't necessarily believe that myself, Um, always. And I have a real understanding of who I am today, um, my value and my worth a lot better, a lot more, I think, real. And half the time I still need to be able to step into that. I feel like that's the part of humility um, that I've been really trying to be called into is stepping up into the fullness of me, um, and that's, um, you know, that that confidence aspect of things. Um, so I, th- I feel like that's my big challenge, and is um, really being able to step into that um, worthiness in a way that it's not about like earning it. It's just about being able to show up um, and be real, you know, to be right sized herding cats for you says i can relate we are social beings that for me is the importance of finding my tribe and then even being able to be my own person as a member of my tribe then i need to extend that same courtesy to others yes very well said um well, thank you, everyone. I've been a little longer than I normally like to do on these mornings, um, but um, hopefully um, uh, you all are enjoying your journey as well, are enjoying this journey of uh, looking at your narrative and lacing it with a spiritual thread, um, or maybe even re-exploring or looking back on um, what your narrative is and what story you tell yourself and what story you tell Others about yourself. Hi Juan Pablo, you're welcome and thank you. Um, I will be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, if you want to join the workshop series and you haven't been a part of yet, feel free just to check out the links in the description. Um, you can also direct message me if you want to um, uh, connect with me. If you want to share, um, I did reach. Uh, hear from herding cats for you um, and we are going to be um, working on having herding share some things with you all as well so if you have something you want to share or uh, just join in in with me i would really love that so just reach out to me um you're welcome as well um, herding cats and um you all have a blessed blessed rest of your day take care
0: hey y'all bonnie violet here again just wanted to take a second to let you know about splintered grace podcast splintered grace podcast just completed its fifth season entitled still seeking splintered grace is a podcast that i co-host with my aunt who is a conservative christian and one of my biggest supporters in my trans identity and just life in general While many family members are choosing to no longer speak, we have chosen to sit at the table and engage in difficult conversations to find peace and restoration. Over our 24 year relationship, we have had a lot of ups and downs, and we haven't always really liked each other. We definitely never understood each other, and still, some of it we don't. But we love one another so much and so hard, and really work hard to show up for one another. And our hope is that by listening to this podcast, Others may be able to begin to have peace and restoration in some of their other relationships with family members and or other loved ones. Uh, check it out, Splintered Grace Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Take care. Love you. Bye.